Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and today I welcome on Harper Shadron, who is a wedding and couples photographer, and she travels and does all types of beautiful artistic expression with her camera, and she is also the photographer of all of my little plant lady photo shoots, and her and I have just deepened our friendship so much over the past couple of years and it's been such an honor to grow and create alongside her. But in today's episode we dive into all things photography, modeling, and the act of holding a safe and sacred space for artistic and creative expression to really thrive. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Enjoy! All right. Hello, beautiful beings. I am recording in person with Harper herself today, and I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited as well. (laughs) All right. Let's start with you introducing yourself. (laughs) I'm Harper Shadron. I'm born and raised um, here in Orlando, Florida. I'm a wedding elopement and couples photographer. Uh, Essentially, I have the luckiest job ever. I capture people that are in love, um, but I also have the honor of working with Bella on all of her creations of Little Plant Lady. Yeah, I've been doing photography for about, I want to say, since I was 15, so about seven, eight years now. I The way I got into photography is um, I grew up with my father with his camera. He went out and photographed me at gymnastics, and on the weekends when I had nothing to do. I would steal his camera and I would go around and photograph the simple things like a flower or just really whatever. And that kind of grew into my passion of it. I got my first job as honestly a gymnastics coach. And I told my dad, the first check I get, I'm going buy a camera. And I got my first check. I probably was still short of money. Um, And my father the nice man he is he's like I'll still take you to Best Buy to to buy that camera and I ended up getting my first camera and it kind of went from there Um, I've been doing portraits all throughout high school people in their grad photos and then that kind of leaned into where I am today I never thought I would actually be a full-time photographer I thought it was just going to be a hobby until one day I was uh, sitting at home I had just recently had knee surgery And I was really reevaluating my life and realized that uh, I didn't want to go into the healthcare field. And so I just went on a whim. I looked up the closest photography school. I told my parents that I think I want to be a photographer or get a degree in photography. And they were very nervous Mm -hmm. um, because they wanted me to be financially stable. But they had all the hope in me. And I went out and just kind of full scented, did not know (laughs) what I was doing, and I showed up to photo school, um, and I got my associate's degree in that, met some of the greatest people. I then went to get my bachelor's degree in marketing, and that's when I soon realized that school isn't everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't teach you everything, and I was already at a place in my business where I realized I could go full-time, and the degree wouldn't validate that for me. And here I am today, about a year later after dropping out, um, running a full-time business, traveling the world whenever I want to, and kind of living my best life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, school is definitely not everything. And no judgment if you choose that path. But I love that you shared that tidbit of just like taking that scary but so incredibly necessary like leap of faith. And I know that, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I can understand from a parent's point of view how that's like the scariest thing hearing from their child because I know for my mom, you know, she didn't maybe have those opportunities that, and I'm sure same with a lot of people's parents out there, they didn't have these maybe the financial opportunities to go to school or maybe just you know, they were having kids or, you know, whatever was going on in their life, all these other things that they had to go through to give us the life that we were given. And so for them, I feel, you know, in my experience, my mom was so adamant about that because she wanted us to have those opportunities that she didn't really have. Um, So kind of making, paving your own path is, is scary, but it's so important. Oh, for sure. And I feel like, I think that's a big 
problem. I'm lucky enough where I have parents that are overly supportive and they've always been supportive of me. They knew that whatever I kind of put my mind to, that I would be successful with it. Um, and I think as a parent, you have those, those worries and my parents didn't go to college. My mom has her associates, but they started a family young and mm-hmm. here we are now, which is great but they're also both self-employed. So there's that worry of like, are you going to be able to support yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be stable? Yeah. And now I'm three or four years post having that degree of the, the associate's degree and doing it. And my parents I, are very proud of me and that's all I could really ask for. Not that I need the validation, mm-hmm. but it does help a lot to have that support and the trust that I kind of can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I have a job that I love yep. and I can make money from it is just the benefit. Yeah. And being financially stable is like a huge perk of like starting your business or like taking that leap to be an entrepreneur, but it's definitely not like the driving force behind why you're taking this oh, leap. Absolutely not. Because I could be a doctor at this point and make more money than I would make now, but I knew I wasn't going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And now I just photograph people who are in love and I really don't think there's anything wrong in that. I'm yeah. like, what else, what is there to complain <laughs> about? I enjoy photographing people. I get to travel wherever I want, do really whatever I want, when I want and on my own time. And I, I'm my own boss. Yeah. Just the best. That's the best. That, yeah. That's that the best perk. <laughs> tops the cake. Nobody's telling you what to do. And I always say that like being your own boss is kind of like a double-edged sword because it is like, this one part that like, it's so great to be on your boss. Like you have nobody telling you what to do. You get to make your own hours. You get to make your own rules. Like it's your business. You get to do it. Until it becomes that own Yeah. And then the other flip side is like, you have to make yourself motivated. Like you have, like, you're right. You don't have anybody telling you what to do. So now you have to be like your own self motivator. And it's simple things from like the motivation to the the business side of mm-hmm. no one teaches you how to do your own taxes. Your taxes, like it, it's, it's not something you just look yeah. at the TurboTax. Like yeah. <laughs> you actually have to do your own business, your marketing, like find out what clientele is going to work best for you, your cost of doing business, mm-hmm. things like that, which I was in a marketing school and still never learned any of that. I taught it all myself, which it's a really satisfying feeling Mm -hmm. at the same time. There's no boss telling you what to do. So it's kind of a lot of Googling, a lot of, am I doing this legally? (laughs) (laughs) Is the government going to come after me for this? Like audit me? Things like that. But it really, it is like that double-edged sword. Cause I always say I would never want a nine to five and Mm -hmm. don't like, I don't, I'm not a person that likes to work for others. I don't want a corporation type thing but at the same time I say I don't want that nine to five but here I am working definitely more than nine to five I have you know couples <laughs> yeah. emailing me at 11 30 yep. at night and me trying to be responsive I'm still working those late nights but I wouldn't trade it for the world I really wouldn't yeah and it's just it's such a it's such a trip and like yeah it's crazy to me that we didn't learn about like things like how to do my taxes in school. It's like I learned how to do algebra fucking three, four, five, six, <laughs> twelve rocket science, but I didn't learn how to fucking balance a checkbook or <laughs> and, 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 like I think that that's like the crazy thing. Cause I know in, like here in Florida, you in mm-hmm. order to get your high school diploma, you have to have like a semester of economics, a semester of government. But they don't really, it's a very generalized thing. Like I, I remember spending maybe a day learning how to balance checkbook. Like, yes, luckily I can do that. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe your parents should teach you these things because they never were taught in school. So obviously it's just like a -hmm. cycle going Mm -hmm. on, but definitely I think schools are very, obviously they're more for testing wise. Mm -hmm. And that was never how I was. Yeah. I'm not a test taker. Mm -hmm. So I was very hands-on learner. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I'm good at teaching myself because I knew that our school system wasn't going to teach me Mm -hmm. and I had to figure out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that like self-motivation and that drive and that passion really steps in and like you are your own fire as an entrepreneur. And I always tell people who come to you know, my little plant lady, they find me and they find my website and they love what I do and, you know, want to buy things and support me. And, you know, that wait time is hard for a world that's been conditioned to think that Amazon Prime is like the 
only way, like two day shipping, like we're addicted to the convenience and to the fast fashion and to like this idea of getting things quickly. And that's why I have to reiterate and constantly go on my page and constantly remind new beings that find me like, yes, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for the support, but please remember that I'm not sewing every single day. I'm also the one who's making the email marketing campaigns that you're opening and that are so pretty. Those take hours. (laughs) And then I'm also making the post and writing the captions and trying to be intentional and trying to show up with accountability and all of these things. And then I'm also the one you know, doing the photo shoots and having you there and getting the photographer, getting the models, making the clothes for those. And like, then answering, you know, I'm also customer service. I'm like, I'm all of these things. And it's like all of these roles and all of these hats that I put on and like, I play different parts in my business. And I think that until you're an entrepreneur, it's really hard to like give people credit for that. And I say that from experience because I really didn't know until I knew. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I'm equally as guilty. It's it's kind of the same timeline. Um, it's I, For me, it's setting boundaries. I think mm-hmm. that's something that I used to not be very good at. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was starting to get very burnt out. And I was like, well, what is the root of this problem? It's maybe because I'm working mm-hmm. every single day, morning to night, and not really taking time to myself and realizing like, these businesses, these big businesses obviously have a million people working for them and that way they can get that time off, but I don't have that luxury, which Mm -hmm. is totally fine, but it's finding that middle ground of how can I run a successful business and then how can I treat myself the way that I need to be treated. And I think that's what some people find crazy. I was just talking to a client yesterday and she was saying that she loved that. Like I set boundaries for myself. And I said, well, if I didn't set boundaries, then I'd lose my mind. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to you know, produce the work that I, I would want to if I was burnt out because mm-hmm. I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. I wouldn't take the time to really, you know, I, I think both of our work is a craft in itself. Yes, we're not totally the same thing but it takes time. It takes mm-hmm. effort, takes an eye, mm-hmm. takes creativity to do. And when you're, you know, burnt out and you have no drive to do it, then it gets, the work gets sloppy and the quality is lowered. And so I like the wait time thing. I used to be one of those people like uh, instantly after I would finish a photo shoot, I would say, I'll get it to you as like soon as I can. And as time goes on, I kind of built my clientele and thankfully I have people that are very understanding Mm -hmm. and are like, it's no big deal. Take your time. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of relieves it for me Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I can say, you know, instead of trying to knock out a wedding editing in two weeks, which is nearly impossible to do, uh, I can say, you know, four to six weeks, I can give that time. And they're like, okay, totally cool. I respect your craft. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know what you're doing and, I always remind people, if you want quality products or results, then you should have the patience to, mm-hmm. you know, not deal with it, but like patience is key for that to yeah. get a quality like service. I think luckily our society is slowly taking it a, a shift, shift. Yeah, yeah. shift to realize, you know, support small businesses mm-hmm. and then realize, you know, the value of the craft, that meaning like the pricing of it. Because mm-hmm. people say to me, oh, like that's out of budget, which is totally valid. I know people are in budgets in their lives. Yeah. It's a good boundary to put up too, Mm -hmm. but I also know my worth of how Mm -hmm. my work is. I also Mm -hmm. (laughs) have to survive Mm -hmm. and that is my source of income. And I am sure it's the same way for you. People are always probably questioning like, why, why is this cost this much Mm -hmm. compared to, you know, Victoria's Secret. Secret. (laughs) Like it's the easiest one to produce. Exactly. And that's such an important point to make. Um, And yeah, with the, it is it, hard for, I do agree that people, it, it, our world is taking a shift towards having the patience and the support and the more understanding for small businesses, but there's still such a gap oh, there. And oh, for sure. I know that it's hard for people to understand, you know, why is, I used to, I get it, girl. I used to go for five or 25 with my mama. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we would stock up. Like semi-annual sale. Yeah, yeah, girl. You know, we go in with the coupons and get all the underwear. We stock up. Like I grew up on Victoria's Secret. So trust me I know my underwear aren't five for 25 Mm -hmm. but I also know exactly that they're paying you know workers unethically and barely paying Mm -hmm. them anything and then they're using they're using the cheapest materials the cheapest dyes the cheapest lace the cheapest 
everything and then you're paying you know, X amount of dollars for that piece of lingerie that was probably made for a couple of dollars. They're making bukus of dollars and not paying their any workers. of their workers. Yeah. And then you have, you know, the, the, you know, the whole modeling side of it and oh. what they portray to young women in the world is like a whole nother part of this conversation that we <laughs> won't get into, but it's just, it's, it's so, it's hard for me to really explain like all of that time and through our relationship of photography and through my relationship with some other creatives who have really helped me bring this vision to my brand where people can come to my page and immediately see, okay, this is handmade. Okay. This is someone who supports all body types, all beings. And that's what I really like strive to be, but it is difficult. You know, some people come to my page and they're like, oh, well, why aren't you like representing more diversity or like more women or things like that? And I'm just like, because I can't force people to, to come yeah. and step in front of the camera, you know, like not every woman is comfortable and, with that. And I would say that's, uh, it's kind of the same problem with me. People go to my Instagram page or, um, yeah, people go to my Instagram page, my Facebook, I see the work that I have. And my goal is to be more inclusive. I think that is a good goal to have, mm -hmm. but you can't force people to, you know, join us in photo shoots mm -hmm. or in my instance, I can't force people to hire me. Mm -hmm. And I, I've had that, I've run into that problem before where people don't see the representation. And for me, it's kind of an instance of like, give me a chance then. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. want that representation, you were. Then be the yeah, representation. Yeah, be the representation yeah. for yeah. me. Um, and I, I can see how that's a problem because everyone wants to see themselves um, and there. trust yeah. that company because mm -hmm. they can see picture themselves in that product mm -hmm, or picture mm -hmm. themselves in my instance in a photo mm -hmm. that they can feel comfortable with themselves and I, I think I have that problem like I'm wearing some little plant lady right now yes, queen. <laughs> I think I, I obviously I'm my own hypocrite of it I mm. I'm always like oh people you, you're gonna look great in the photos everything's great and I hate being in front of the camera and I think mm -hmm. oh we've had this discussion before where um, like if I have to, I will model. <laughs> I really don't want to. And that's just like my own, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Some people are more comfortable than others. And I think luckily with the photo shoots that we produce, we've slowly like really incorporated more inclusive, like inclusive people, whether it's mm -hmm. the color of their skin, the body types, mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, and I think when people start seeing that, it's just like someone has to take the risk to do it. And that's mm -hmm. why sometimes I'm like, you know what, if I have to, I will. It's more of just so I'm like, so people can see that, that there's another body type. And I always push women who come to my page and they're like, oh my God, these photos are so beautiful. Or, you know, they're like, oh, I wish I could do this. I'm like, do it. Like you, you, could. <laughs> you have to be your own person who pushes yourself out of your comfort zone. And, you know, we as women have been so conditioned to pick ourselves apart so relentlessly and like pick out every little thing that we that we hate and dislike and it's not our fault it's the way that we have been conditioned and designed to be so that way we can keep feeding a patriarchal system that makes money off of us buying makeup and us doing weight loss and us doing you know getting rid of our cellulite and like all these things that are so natural are natural phenomenons and are fine and are beautiful and are unique. And we've been taught to hate them and try to change them. And so, you know, when women come to the photo shoots and they're like, this is so out of my comfort zone, I've never been in front of the camera. I just feel like, a, I just feel lit up. Like I just get chills all over because that is why we are doing what we're doing. And with that being said, for listeners out there who aren't aware, I want to drop in a little bit to how Harper and I originally connected and how we kind of got into this little niche that we got going on of like creating these really conscious and epic spaces for women to come in and feel seen and feel comfortable. And it was about a few years ago, I think, um, probably, oh yeah, we met at the, fo uh, the photo the scene. Yeah. Uh, so there is a sister of mine, Vanya, shout out to Vanya. We love you. She owns a company called the photo scene and, um, my partner and I did some modeling for them and I met Harper at one of those workshops. And from that point I was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is my girl. I just knew like from I, the get go, I was I like, we are going to connect. No idea what you did, what you and Cole, either of you did. Yeah. I'm just like, I need to be friends with these people. <laughs> I was like, the vibes are good. Was, yeah, I, yeah. I, I honestly thought you were uh, 
just older older than me just because you were so mature about Mm -hmm. it then I started to realize I was like oh we have a lot in common Mm -hmm. and I think we're not completely the same I think there's a lot of different like things about us Mm -hmm. but I think that you kind of like push those boundaries which I love Mm -hmm. I love people who challenge me and you know bring me into new spaces and then like see other things I wouldn't be used to because I'm very open about anything Mm -hmm. and I know from like day one I was like, I need to get this girl's Instagram, <laughs> and I saw your Instagram, I was like, oh, she's killing it out here with her business, I was like, okay, uh-huh. girl, go off, and from that point on, girl, the rest of we were just like, I started inviting you to photo shoots, which is so amazing, it was so magical to have your presence there, and then that was like, I don't even know, like three years ago, and yeah. like ever since then, you've been on quite a bit little plant lady photo shoots I mean if you go to my Instagram it's pretty much all Harper's <laughs> photos I'm, my Instagram is just like a gallery for you <laughs> don't worry so it's like all of my uh, galleries I'm like oh, another little plant lady another I'm trying to like read another uh, one rephrase like how I put it in my files like, uh-huh. little plant lady this one and I'm yeah. like, this collection this collection. one through ten <laughs> absolutely exactly. but I I think you know it's more than just kind of like a work you know, like business relationship, mm-hmm. I, you've become one of my great friends mm-hmm. through it all. And I always tell you like every time I do a shoot, because I do so many weddings and elopements and just very couple based things that I'm kind of trained to only do those types of things. And your photo shoots kind of give me that outlet to be a little bit more creative mm-hmm. and not, you know, it, it's, it just allows me to do something different. I think that's the problem sometimes with photography Mm -hmm. you get stuck in this rut because you're not allowing yourself to you know go outside the bubble of what you're working with Mm -hmm. because people only want that one certain thing and that kind of allows me to you know every few months when we do a shoot it's kind of like a restart button for me Mm -hmm. where I'm like oh yeah something that I can edit and shoot and have fun and the people that I've met through these photo shoots I I've done photo shoots for them now Mm -hmm. and there are some awesome awesome people that you know I could still like call my friend that I've met from your photo shoot so it it kind of works in like I feel like everyone's favor it really does you know the business aspect the friendship aspect Mm -hmm. like just meeting awesome people Mm -hmm. having great connections I think who would have thought it would come from me doing a couple shoot uh, with you guys just randomly it's crazy and as you know I've I've gotten more comfortable and more as Harper and I have deepened our own personal friendship we've also been able to like deepen the space that we create for other women and I've like watched us evolve from like the very first time of just like just a few girls like just my friends coming and now like I'm at this point where I can't, like, I have to turn women away, which I absolutely hate doing. And I'll be like, Harper, I have 10. (laughs) Oops, like, I didn't mean to have this many, but I can't tell anybody no, because I want everybody to feel included. I want everybody to feel like they are a part of it. And so it's just been so beautiful for us to bring women into a closed, private, safe space and dress them in Little Plant Lady, which some of them have never, like, experienced before, like, all organic intimates and just, like, adorning their bodies with pieces that feel so good and then being in a space where you're around other women who have also taken this step out of their comfort zone so like everybody's there with with the same intention with the same desire to like be seen and to make friends and to have a good time and to like just appreciate their their beauty and their radiance and the space that we create really allows them to do so because now they're all you know, becoming friends and becoming sisters and in the midst, you know, you're capturing this like radiance of them feeling seen. And as women, that's, that's what we all really, I think are longing for is just this desire to feel seen in our beauty and feel seen and, and feel like we are enough and that we are worthy. And we so, so are, but there's so much deep conditioning that goes within that, that it's kind of hard to remember sometimes. And so I think that that's the space that we're creating is like, this remembering, this reclamation of like, here's proof of your beauty. Like, here's proof that like, you think you look like shit in front of the camera, but then you get these photos back and, and it's, it's proof. Yeah. And you feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's my goal typically with these girls that I meet because I have my own personal, like the way I feel about myself that I know some girls feel this way or just really anyone feels this way in front of the camera. And I, te- like, I tend to remind people 
like it's a very valid feeling mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. you we are conditioned to you know not really like ourselves and love ourselves and trust me it's easier said than mm-hmm. done and I have my mm-hmm. own problems yep, and my whole job well, is yeah. capturing people to yeah. make them feel beautiful <laughs> but I think that's kind of like the way I deal with my own mm-hmm, stuff is mm-hmm. seeing how other people feel about themselves being like that it's a possibility like you can feel beautiful mm-hmm. and like free and at the same time meet awesome people and I think it's more than just you know little Bentley clothing mm-hmm. like I, I think it's more than just like the product itself it's the experience of it all and I think that's really important when it comes to business because yes like my product is photography but it's the experience that comes with it mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. it worth you know the purchase makes mm-hmm. it worth the investment and to know that you know you get that you get the end product of our photo shoots of feeling beautiful and you're wearing awesome, you know, sets and pieces, you're meeting awesome people, making awesome connections. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of, it makes it worth it all. Yeah, it just makes it like a really safe, organic, intentional space where nothing, like they know that they're safe. And that's what we strive to create is like that safety of like the pieces that you're putting on your body are safe. Like there's no toxicness, like no one was unethically not paid to create this. Like all of the energy that goes into creating these spaces for women to be photographed is like so incredibly intentional and so mindful. And with this conversation leading into like some other things that we (laughs) wanted to talk about is that there is a lot of photographers out there that are taking advantage of their power and you know just because somebody has camera and a following on Instagram does not mean that they are automatically credible and in my own journey of you know wanting to having that deep desire of wanting to be seen and witnessed in front of the camera and wanting to have those like empowering photos of myself to post on the gram and like (laughs) to feel that that seenness Cause it's very normal for us to want to feel that. Like I want everyone to know that that's okay that you want, you desire to be seen and to be witnessed in like your beauty. Like that's a part of our human nature. But through that desire, I found myself sacrificing boundaries, sacrificing my worth, sacrificing my intentions and walking into these situations with predominantly in my experience, male photographers, but not always, there has been some women in there as well, um, where it wasn't, my boundaries weren't respected and I wasn't being treated as well respected. I was just treated as like an object that was going to get them more followers or, you know, then you're in, if you don't go into a photo shoot setting your boundaries and setting your intentions, then there is a lot of room for misinterpretation and for error. And especially when you're, you know, meeting up with someone that maybe you don't know, or maybe somebody that you met on Instagram, it can get really icky really fast. It can get scary. It can get dangerous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is men out there who do not have the right intentions when photographing women and they take advantage of young women, especially who are looking to be seen and are looking to build their model portfolio or build their Instagram. And in a day and age where we all live on Instagram and Instagram is how we all can kind of get found and build a business and build our name. I think that it's just really important that you take the time to really do research about people, maybe meet up with them for a cup of coffee before you go and photo shoot with them, or maybe see, okay, this is a brand that I really, really vibe with. Maybe I'll go and do something with them rather than with the brand like quote unquote Victoria's Secret, where maybe I don't resonate with the photos that they put out there. Maybe I don't resonate with all of their work practices. And you can kind of like have that balance of, okay, what resonates with me and what doesn't and what doesn't just let go of and don't worry about. I think there's just like, we live in a day and age where if somebody has followers, they're like automatically put on like this high pedestal. And I'm just, I think it's fucking dangerous, honestly. And we just put these people up here, like they're high and holy. And then all of a sudden women are being, you know, assaulted and taken advantage of and have their, you know, photos on OnlyFans that they didn't know or consent to. And it can just get really dark and it's unfortunate, but we have to be really mindful of where we are giving our power to. Absolutely. And I feel I've obviously had like firsthand experience, um, 
with working and it's like we said it's not all male photographers yeah absolutely yeah. I have a bunch of male photographer friends that are great amazing um, yeah. amazing Same. absolutely yeah. and they have full-on respect mm-hmm. and I think it's creating those boundaries and the intention of what the photo shoot is for mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying and I, you know I am lucky that I am female and that I I think typically you know when I'm working with these other female, they feel comfortable because I am female. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? That's an advantage to me. But also, I, even if I was male, I would have these same intentions that I would now as a female. I think, you know, working with the girls that we work with, yes, you know, we're in lingerie, mm-hmm, you know, not mm-hmm. covering. And that's in society a very revealing thing. And Luckily, a big thing that I learned in photo school, I would say one of the only good things I learned in photo school was not to like overly sexualize people. Mm-hmm. You know, a body is a body. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not, I don't, anything to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I would love, I know it's, it's hard, even on Instagram, we go back there. It's hard to, you know, see these beautiful pieces of work. I follow this amazing photographer who does couples, um, but it's really, most of the time, I would say like 95% of the time, they are nude and all of his stuff gets flagged. Mm -hmm. And I know from just like reviews and the way people talk about him that he's an amazing photographer and he's a male. And the reason why he's so great is he has so much respect for the couples that he has, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's uh, two females, two males, male and a female, and, and it's not their most raw a moment in their most vulnerable like state that he is making an environment to have mm-hmm. them be so comfortable in and making it about their love and he is just kind of like a fly in the wall capturing it and I feel like that is a very important one working with people just in general and I think that was a big thing that I kind of try to implement into my own business that I kind of didn't want to be like this norm of like this wedding industry and whatnot, for me, it's not, okay, I'm showing up to your wedding day and taking your photos. And that's that for it. right now. It's the big point and turn that's really benefited my business is like creating a connection. I have always have an initial phone call or FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speaking in the sense of like my bride, that's the mm-hmm. easiest way to, you know, to mention it, but I love to, you know, have a phone call and, it's not even at the point of like, I want to book them. It's more of like, do we connect? Mm -hmm. Or do you feel comfortable with me? You know, this is my personality. I want you to feel comfortable on your most important day, your most vulnerable day as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that has kind of gone pushed under like for this whole industry in itself, whether it is weddings, whether it's high fashion, whether, you know, it's anything Mm -hmm. boudoir, Mm -hmm. I think you know, being in front of a camera is a very vulnerable thing. Even to models who are professional, it is a very vulnerable state to be in. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as photographers, real photographers, Mm -hmm. I think that really separates it. If you're a real photographer, you will understand and you will have the respect for other people and not just assume and act on certain ways. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where the line blurs with all this Instagram, you know, hype, like, look at me, I have, I don't even have 2000 followers and I've been doing this for years Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a great uh, clientele and that's all I could really want. But then we have photographers out here who, you know, have thousands of followers, but don't respect their clients Mm -hmm. at all. And it's all about, you know, the business and the money and don't get me wrong. Like I said, that's always a benefit. It's great to be able to support yourself and, you know, make a living, but that's all for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. There should also be the reason of you want to produce like uh, an environment that people feel comfortable. You want, you, it's because you love photography. Mm -hmm. It's because you love capturing people in the raw moment of things. And I think it's very oversaturated right now, which you know what? So be it. I feel like every industry right now is super oversaturated and having those pure intentions of creating an environment where people feel comfortable will kind of set you apart. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, not everyone is going to work the same way, but when it comes back to, you know, being weary of people that you work with, I, I even say to people who are maybe interested and the work that I do, and I always make it a point to say, 
it's about the experience. You know, mm-hmm. it's more than just your wedding day. It's more than just a boudoir shoot. It's more than just that moment. I, I'm there to make the whole, from the start to the finish, a comfortable situation. Mm-hmm. It's more than me showing up with my camera, taking a picture, going home, editing, and then just doing it. I've been able to create great connections and great friends through the process because I personally, I feel like that's what a real photographer does. Mm-hmm. It's a whole experience. And so, and not to like use a stereotype of like male photographers, but we've seen it in the past mm-hmm. where they take advantage of this power that they have, mm-hmm. where girls who are more vulnerable mm-hmm. or younger and not really naive, but you know, sometimes you can be blindsided by this whole social atmosphere mm-hmm. of where you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to feel beautiful. And sometimes validation, you know, is your gateway to that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like male photographers, especially ones, you know, the, you know, the ones where they are, mm-hmm. they only do girls in like bikinis or, or nude yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know what? I think there is a way that you can do mm-hmm. that without making it a problem, but I feel like typically, majority of the time, there's nothing but bad intentions there, mm-hmm. that they're over-sexualizing mm-hmm. the girls, bring, po- posting it to a community where that's not the peers of intentions mm-hmm. of doing it, rather than being like, this is a beautiful human being, these are the great aspects of it, mm-hmm. it's more of just like, this is this girl's ass give me likes <laughs> and it's part of the contracts that I give you know I, it doesn't matter if you're a friend or family or, or whatnot I always have a contract and it's not just to save my ass it's to save your ass you, as well you too. it's yeah. a mutual agreed upon thing and I put parts in there where you know yes I'm gonna use these photos for social media why because mm-hmm. that is the way I get my business for websites but for some reason if you don't want you know your family photos or you know like when it comes to boudoir photos, mm-hmm. I am very selective of what I post. And anytime I, you know, may want to post a boudoir photo because I think it's beautiful, I run it by the person mm-hmm. that I have photographed. Mm-hmm. And if they say, you know what, I'm not comfortable with that, I say, totally okay. Totally okay. Yeah. Then I'm not going to yeah. post it. Why? Because that's not my right at that mm-hmm. point. Yes, I may have the legal rights to a photo, but morally, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also that boundary of, you know, that's not my place to Mm -hmm. be doing that and publishing things that are that intimate so Mm -hmm. so for um to have someone in the and that's why I feel like photographers get sometimes get a bad rep and Mm -hmm. a bad name because sometimes it's hard to trust someone yeah and I I wish I I just hope that people don't go in and you know, have, you know, take this all in and be like, oh, you know what? I'm afraid now. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I think yeah. it's just more of educating yourself as mm-hmm. to what to look for. I think it's, photography is a beautiful thing. It really and is. And yeah. I think if you really trust your gut feeling, then you can really decipher who is, you know, has the pure intentions mm-hmm. and the good intentions versus someone who is out for profit and ex- exploiting people. Mm. And I think that's very, a very different thing. Yeah. And you know what? So if, you know, a female photographer is what you feel comfortable, then go for it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's not saying male photographers can't make you feel comfortable as well, but it's creating that boundary and, you know, reading the fine lines of a contract mm-hmm. and, you know, looking at reviews and really reaching out to people and being like, how's your experience with this? Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like if they're not really showing that, then they're probably hiding something. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this day and age, you know, it's not that I would love to, but I, you know, I show more of my life than I would like to. And that's just cause people love to see the rawness of others and it makes them feel, you know, trustworthy and that's how you get business. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with these male photographers, it's it's just so upsetting mm-hmm. to see that they're taking that turn to a business and just lacking all the morals and respect of what should come with it. Yeah, and abusing their power. Yeah, it's yeah, I love that you said that. It's not this isn't anything to make you feel scared or afraid. It's more so I really had like a strong pull to create this episode episode, especially with Harper. So that way I could finally have a space where I could talk a little bit more in depth about how important it is to just genuinely educate ourselves and to take that time to just get to know ourselves, get to know our boundaries, get to know our intentions with wanting to get photographs or wanting to be a model. And in my experience of, you know, really having this strong desire to be a model, I did at one point thought that that was like, 
my passion through my social media page. And I want to share this out of my experience. I want to be the one for you guys. That's like, I've been there. I've been the one who's been taken advantage of. I've been the one who's had photos out that I don't want out. And now I don't have control over that. I've been the one who's been made feel uncomfortable in front of the camera. And I don't want you, the listener, to ever be there or have to experience that. So if I can share my experiences and we can share our knowledge and it can help someone out there have a better experience and not be traumatized more, that would be just amazing. And a few things that just came up for me when you were sharing is that um, just photographer red flags and I have a story highlight on my Artsy Bells Instagram page that is, I think it's titled Models, with a little red like siren. And in that story highlight, there is an entire blacklist that a few sisters came together and created of all of the predominantly male photographers that are out there who have assaulted or made women feel uncomfortable or have crossed a boundary that is like way past like okay, like have cross consent, have done way worse things that I won't mention. And so that list is out there. It is public. It's on my page. I put a lot of other resources in that story highlight. So I just wanted to mention that that is there. It's in physical writing. You can screenshot it, send it to your friends who are going out and modeling. If you're going out and meeting someone you've never met before, send your friend where you're meeting, your location, tell them when you're going, tell them when you leave, like let people know, be vocal about it. Somebody who wants to photograph you shouldn't be asking you to meet in private. They shouldn't be asking you to go somewhere you've never been before. They shouldn't be crossing your boundaries. They shouldn't be asking you to do anything in the photos that you're not comfortable doing. Like if you are the model being photographed, everything that happens should be making you 100% comfortable. It should be on your, your time, your mm-hmm. page of what you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing and Mm -hmm. even as like a female photographer you know I'm relatively small I I'm not a very aggressive looking person yeah yeah and I I think it I even have that fear as Mm -hmm. a photographer I've been put in some situations where just recently I was um going to go check into a hotel um, with my other, um, worker who was with me, she's even smaller than I am. Mm -hmm. And we were just driving around trying to find parking and we were just had this gut feeling. We're like, we're just not comfortable. And sometimes it's good to like, listen to yourself Mm -hmm. and be like, you know what, this is not it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just not worth it. If that photographer that you're going to shoot with, if you want to say, you know what, I'm going to bring my friend with me. And if they have a problem with that, number one red flag red flag it, and I think that's kind of like something that I've tell myself like even a lot of the times obviously I travel and I travel myself you know what and I'm, I'm a fairly confident person and I I don't really typically put myself in situations that I know of mm-hmm. that are gonna put myself at harm but yes like send like I send my best friend my location mm-hmm. my mom has my location you know I mm-hmm. make it very public as to where I am usually yeah in the sense of like just in case of like who I'm working with. And yes, typically I I don't really have that clientele. I'm usually with couples or I'm at a Mm -hmm. big wedding and that's a little bit more safe, but there's, there's creepy people everywhere. There's people who have bad intentions everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you never know. It could be the stranger that's like off, you know, down the road. Mm -hmm. It's creating an environment that you're going to be feel safe in and just really listening like to your intuition being like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. unfortunately there are people out there mm-hmm. who, you know, will find these, these females and really, you know, just like hold on to them until mm-hmm. they, you know, break down those walls of boundaries mm-hmm. and everything is boundaries. And that's, that's not even just with photography. That's not with my, that's just life, like mm-hmm. creating those boundaries and yes. respecting yourself enough to know and to say no. Yeah. And, you know, having that voice. Yes, it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. but it's a, you know, a good thing to implement to your life. For Absolutely. Sure. And know your worth. Like that's where boundaries start is, okay, the, I know what I'm worth. I know what my, I know what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do and have those and, you know, write them down, have them on a sticky note in your car when you're driving yeah. to where you're going or whatever. And remind yourself of, why am I doing this? And maybe when you get really clear on that, why maybe you can show up for yourself and make yourself feel seen. And maybe it doesn't even look like going to a photo shoot. Maybe it looks like singing in front of people, or maybe it looks like doing 
a piece of art that you haven't done in a long time or or just dancing or dancing yeah or starting a new creative project or maybe you know it looks different for everyone but I definitely think the main point we're making here is just know your boundaries know your intention and yeah what is my intention and with with entrepreneurship this is all of the things that we're sharing these are all things that I've learned those are all things that we've gone through and I've experienced everything under the sun and I'm very grateful to say that I've never had anything that has been like crazy terrifyingly so, traumatizing so yeah, and I'm the same exact way I'm very, very grateful lucky and I'm uh, yeah I'm grateful and I'm, but I feel like this whole idea of like yes we're talking about business and we're talking about what we do but it's very much like a very general thing to implement into your life yeah you know it goes absolutely. hand in hand mm-hmm. I think I, speaking for myself but I'm, I'm sure you mm-hmm. may feel the same way that the business experiences that shows like how real people are mm-hmm. when you own a business that shows people's true colors Mm -hmm. and you know that it's I want to say I'm kind of lucky that I can see it in that way at the same time yes it's terrible that some people are like this in the world but then I reevaluated I'm like okay this is how I'm gonna live my personal life Mm -hmm. then at the same time to kind of avoid you know this energy these you know vibes that I don't want in my personal space yeah and I think there's a very fine line between I think it's important to clarify, like, there's this fine line between going out of your comfort zone and crossing boundaries. And I think that the line is so thin. And I want to clarify that because I think at the beginning of my journey, I mistaken going out of my comfort zone for crossing boundaries. Mm -hmm. And going out of your comfort zone doesn't mean doing things Sometimes it means doing things that like, you know, are scary and that, you know, if you're challenging yourself. Yeah. But you know that it's going to be rewarding. Going yes. out of your comfort zone doesn't mean doing things that you don't feel truly comfortable with that somebody really is asking. You. Yeah. Or somebody's asking you to do, and it doesn't feel right in your gut. That is crossing a boundary. And that's why I say, I think it's important to write down those boundaries of like, Oh, well, I don't feel comfortable getting showing this much skin in front of the camera that's Mm -hmm. my boundary so that's a great boundary to have but I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and I'm going to get in front of the camera but my boundary is that I don't want to show x or y or I don't want to do x or y and so I think that that's a good clarification to have when going and doing a creative project like that but on the flip side of all of that photography is so beautiful and the love that I have deepened within myself being witnessed and seen in front of the camera especially with Harper because she's just so incredible and she just makes everybody feel so safe and so loved and always just brings such a good energy but I I know that that's why I keep coming back to Harper for my little plant lady shoots and hopefully for eternity as long as I can keep bringing her back because I just with me (laughs) I just love this I love how safe you make me feel and you make everyone feel that way I'm so proud of you for going out and traveling and like building your business and and doing the hard work that it takes to be an entrepreneur and I'm so grateful to see you thriving and continuing to just grow and blossom. And I, I would say that it's the feelings are very much reciprocated because I feel like I always say it all the time. Like once again, after every shoot, it's like the greatest feeling. And I love being able to see like my business grow up like alongside yours mm-hmm. as well. I think, you know, we start from, you know, the ground up and I don't think as small business owners, we really get that, you know, that seenness of mm-hmm. being like, you're doing great. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely killing yeah. it you know, you do all of this work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes only small business people kind of know yeah. that how much work is truly mm-hmm. being put into it. And making, you know, this big thing mm-hmm. like happen is awesome. And, you know, like I said, from the beginning, my biggest thing with photography is making other people feel comfortable, because I think I personally resonate with, you know, that feeling of not feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm, glad and honored that you keep keep inviting mm-hmm. me back to mm-hmm. do these things because I absolutely adore it I love it and I know that's like our big thing we're like we're gonna make it big one day yeah, hopefully, hopefully. these like big things that show people like all this great product and work mm-hmm. and still like the same message that goes with it mm-hmm. you know show people like there's these, this other side of big corporations like you don't need to yeah. you know sell your soul to yeah <laughs> like you can come out for a little day retreat 
create with Harper and I and feel loved and feel seen and make friends and get photos and get products. And it can be a really fun, beautiful experience. Like there doesn't have to be anything negative about it. And there's literally never is like, it's always just such like, I'm always on such a high after we do the photo shoot. It's like a restart. Yeah, it really is. It's just refreshing to just like come together, especially as women. And maybe in the future, we'll open it to males too one day when I make male products, maybe. (laughs) And, um, I think it's just so beautiful to come together as women and to finally like sit in a circle and be like we're all equal and there's no there's no competition here like this is not what this is this is not oh one girl's a model and the rest of us aren't and like we're only going to shoot like no there's no singling out anybody there's it's about unity it's about being seen and like it's all of us are hyping uh, hyping each other up and it's like always just this really good energy of like you are beautiful and you are seen and I think that that's why I'm actually so passionate with the the photo shoots that we do is like through this process of um us connecting and like us growing as entrepreneurs i've really like gotten this deeper appreciation for what photographers do and like the work that you put in and the time that goes into editing and the things that we as non-photographers don't really think about like you think like when a photographer sends you photos like you put your cute little aesthetically pleasing instagram edit over it and then you post it and then you forget (laughs) to tag them and you're just like oh it's for the clout and i'm just like crying inside and like harper's crying crying inside inside. (laughs) because you have to you have to respect if you're going to take the time to hire a photographer respect their creative process like respect the time that it takes to edit photos, respect that edit that they put on there to make it look a certain way to give it the vibe, their vibe. And then when you put your edit or you put, you distort the image on top of it, it really takes away. It's like if you bought a painting from someone and then you took it home and you painted like a sun on top of the big blue ocean that you just bought, it would, it's like that. Yeah. It's giving people the credit that they deserve. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a photographer, but you know, that's how people find Mm -hmm. me is from, you know, you tagging me or Mm -hmm. whoever I work with giving me the credit. Why? Because that's just how the world works. And it's the most simple thing to do. It takes 0.5 seconds to just tag your photographer Mm. be like you know what this was an awesome experience and you know go check them out type Mm -hmm. thing and that is how that's the easiest thing that is the free way of just giving people credit reviews doing like Mm -hmm. anything like that showing that validation and then when you throw it's almost like an insult when you throw like that edit on Mm -hmm. it's it's being like oh you took 50 hours to edit this gallery literally crying Mm -hmm. my eyes are hurting from staring at my screen so much and then you take two seconds to throw some ugly little instagram filter on it and ruining the whole thing yeah it's kind of like a big smack in the face Mm -hmm. of being like it's this like lack of respect Mm -hmm. and yes like for me personally if i see someone i work with do it and it's even in my contract where i'm like this is my art yeah you when you sign this contract it's because you like my style and if you don't then you don't have to book with me but out of respect don't distort the image Mm -hmm. why because I have the rights Mm -hmm. to those images and that's how I want my business to be seen Mm -hmm. and yes I've I've had the the, you know the the situations where people will do that and I just kind of let it go because to me it's sometimes it's just not worth it Mm -hmm. but in general it's It's a great feeling when you don't do it don't have it and that's why through our connections through just the journey of entrepreneurship it's such a journey and like it will teach you so so much and that's why through my photo shoots I decided to start creating a model contract where you know models are have to consent to their photos being shared they consent to Um, not editing your images. They consent to um, crediting us both. And that's something that I found within my little plant lady business as well, even before I started shooting with Harper is like, how devastating is it to think that I've poured in all of this time and energy into creating this space, into creating all these products for these women. And then they post it and they don't even tag little plant lady (laughs) and your heart just like sinks into your ass. You're just like, are you kidding me? Like all this time and energy and like, you didn't even think of me when posting it. And so if you really want to be an intentional, powerful, 
fucking supportive woman entrepreneur even male tag the people that you're creating with like there is enough abundance for all of us there is enough space for all of us to thrive so if you are hoarding like and gatekeeping this thing yeah I think like, that's the problem that people have right now is like this gatekeeping. gatekeeping yeah um um for me I think that big one of the other biggest things that I've learned just in itself and a professor had told me just because I'm a photographer and there's like a million other photographers doesn't mean you shouldn't help other photographers. I think that's just a general thing yeah, in life. Yeah. Just because, yes, I may have found this beautiful location, I shouldn't gatekeep it so other people can't create beautiful yeah. stuff. Because the thing is, in my case, if someone wants to shoot with me, they'll shoot with me. It's not based off of like mm -hmm. this location that mm -hmm. I found, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Or I don't want people to be like, oh no, they're my photographer. Yeah. No one else can have them. Yeah. Like, I think this that's the horrible thing right now that people are like, I don't want to expose the mm -hmm. stuff that I have so mm -hmm. I can feel special type yeah. thing. Well, right? it's the competition like, mindset. Yeah. We grew up in a world where we're conditioned to be scarce in our, you know, we have scarcity mindset. We're constantly thinking that there is never going to be enough. And what better way for the system to condition us than to think that we have to go to them for more money and work and live in this production mindset exactly. that is so, and that's why, like, that's what we're talking about here, especially with entrepreneurship is like trying not to let that um, toxic productivity slip into entrepreneurship is mm -hmm. really, really hard because you really get to see how much we really have been conditioned to like work Absolutely. this way and live this way. And then you see, so I even catch myself sometimes. Yeah. Doing it. I think that's okay. I think, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're humans mm -hmm. and we have our flaws and whatnot. I think it's, you know, realizing it and taking ownership of it yeah. and then Absolutely. trying to avoid it down the line. Absolutely. You know, that's the only way to kind of grow as a, a human. Mm -hmm. And to better yourself is to, you know, recognize these things mm -hmm. and just, you know, try to avoid it at, you know, the end of the day. Yeah. And credit other beings, like even if they're doing the same thing as you, like even businesses that are creating organic intimates, I still repost and I still share their stuff because I know that there is so many humans in this world that there is absolutely no way that I can make enough underwear for every woman that wants underwear. And so it's with, like, and, and same with photography. Same yeah. Thing it's like, there's I, plenty of photographers. I reshare so many photographers because I'm like, that is a beautiful pose. Like, yeah. these are beautiful shots. Mm -hmm. I wish I could do that. Like, you inspire me to do mm -hmm. that. I think as women, like, it's the women empowering women yeah. type thing, especially yeah. if you have a woman photographer or you have clothing made by a mm -hmm. woman that you're, you want, you're wanting to share from a small business. Like, that is the easiest way for a woman to empower women. Mm -hmm. A simple little tag, a simple, simple little yeah. anything. Little that repost, gives credit. little comment, That's little the, share. It takes and... no effort. Yeah. And if you want, to if you the listener want to be like if you're taking this leap of entrepreneurship or you're already an entrepreneur and you really like am like how can I be successful how can I build my community build my brand it starts there it oh, starts absolutely. with reposting other businesses it starts with engaging with other creatives that are like you people like us where I meet you out of shoe mm -hmm. and I say I want to be friends with you and you know, I saw that you had a clothing line I was like I'll do it for free I just like <laughs> love your work I think nothing to do work yeah. for free or anything mm -hmm. like that but to support other people and kind of like taking back your ego mm -hmm. and not thinking that mm -hmm. like, yes, we are bad bitches, but it doesn't mean that we are hot shit that we mm -hmm. don't have the value of other people. It's the same way. Mm -hmm. I work with other photographers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you work with, I know you work with other people who have mm -hmm. produced other products that kind of align with yourself Yeah. and you, you're in products and clothing that you adore. I think that's the only way to do it. Cause just like you said, you can't create mm -hmm. millions of pairs mm -hmm. of underwear. You got two hands yeah. <laughs> and there's not enough time in the world, yeah. but it's just giving those other people credit and building up other women mm -hmm. at the same time, I think is super important. Yeah. And I read something somewhere from, I think it was, I want to say it was from Sierra Light Dula, who's been on this podcast before, but she says, you thinking that other, that others having success means less for you is Absolutely. stealing away from what God gave you and is stealing away. Like you're actually stealing away from yourself when you do that. Our creator, spirit, God, source, whatever the fuck you want to call it, made us to be whole as we are. And so actually, of course, we live in the matrix. We need money to survive. We need material <laughs> things to survive. Unfortunately. Of course. But in all reality, we really don't need these things. We really don't need money. We really don't need 
these external things that we reach for to give us validation, community is how we thrive. And the more that I'm in an entrepreneur and the more that I take this journey, the more that I realize that the power of community, the power of unity is like what I feel radiates and it, and it's this glow. And even through Instagram, it's like people come to your page and they feel that they feel safety within who you are just by seeing your page and same when I feel women come to my page now of little plant lady I mean this is taking me years to build like it did not yeah, always it, be this it's way not an overnight thing it's definitely sure. not overnight but now I'm feel so invigorated the fact that women come to my page and can feel seen or they come to my page and see that community they see that drive of bringing people together and I just think that's so important and I know that in my journey at the beginning, I take full accountability, humility of, you know, I know that I was, I was very triggered by other people's successes. I was very triggered by anybody copying or stealing or taking my ideas or, and that's another thing with Instagram is like putting things out there and then you know that you're putting them out there. And so it it can be taken, but you have to remember. And what my partner still reminds me to this day, because I still have people who try to slip in there and, you know, recreate everything that I'm doing. It does happen. It will happen. They cannot steal you. They cannot Mm -hmm. steal who you are. They cannot steal your essence. Like who you are cannot be branded. And sometimes I like to see in a way of being like, you know what? They thought my work was so good that they wanted to try to do it themselves in that way. It's kind of like, you know, the glass half full type mm-hmm, mindset. Exactly. Being like, you know what? Yes, it's sure. Yeah. Like I see people doing stuff. That I'm like, I kind of did the same exact thing. Crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I inspire them to do that. Because, you know, we had, were guilty of like mm-hmm. going on Pinterest and be like, this course, is like the aesthetic I want to yeah. do. And this is like a cool pose. And I, you know, there's only so many things you can do in the world creatively, like to get it efficiently. But at the same time, you know, I, I look at these other photographers. I'm like, I aspire to be like them mm-hmm. because I love their work. And I think it's beautiful. That doesn't mean copy people. Yeah, yeah. That just means, you know that could be a direction that you want to move into and Mm. just taking it as it is. It's bound to happen sometimes, Mm. unfortunately, but taking it with a grain, you know, sand and being like, you know what? I'm still a successful business owner. This is still my business. Mm -hmm. I still have all the value of my work and Mm -hmm. reminding yourself that it's okay. Yeah. And that people are going to be inspired. And that's the beauty of it is, is that's okay. That's okay that you're inspired. I get my inspiration from other places too, but it is important to just be that, that person that's like an accountability check or a little ego check of like, okay, I can be inspired, but let me still be, let me take this inspiration and still be unique to who I am. Absolutely. And let me take that and intertwine and it with a little twist of your own. Yeah. And make it me. Let me mm-hmm. not take this because there is a difference between oh. inspiration and copying and Absolutely. just flat out like taking another person's <laughs> and art and just like replicating it. And it does suck when you are a creative being who's put so much time, love and energy into a project and you post on Instagram. And then a few days later, you got other people recreating it. I know that that like hits a heart chord. It's like, this is something I produced within my own self. And now people are replicating it, but you just got to remember that, you know, you are who you are and nobody can steal the light that that is you. That's a good quote. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Cole. (laughs) Oh, well, I have had so much fun recording this. Thanks for being here. I'm so grateful. I never really get the opportunity to do in-person podcasts, but I really, I really love them. I love like talking with my hands and like yeah, being in person. I'm an expressive person. <laughs> it's more just like having a conversation about it. Yeah. Thanks for, of thanks course. for being here and thanks coming on. Me. Yeah, of course. And is there anything else that you would like to share to the listeners out there? Any offerings that you have, any stories, any, any advice you want to drop on us? Just to take from this to, you know, have faith in photographers and if you feel called to do uh work with photographers really do your research mm-hmm. you know look for it as an experience and look for someone who really works with you and really resonates with you whether that be a wedding whether that be anything honestly just really work hard and appreciate the work that they do as well mm-hmm. and you'll get the greatest product that you'd want you know you pay for what you get kind of mindset. You pay for an experience and you're going to get an experience of quality and just be safe out there as, you know, women. 
uh, we're sacred and we got to have respect for ourselves and mm-hmm. make sure that we have those boundaries for others, you know, and for ourselves. And that's really, that's really it. Yeah. Anyone's looking for a wedding photographer, I travel. Hit up our <laughs> so girl. Plug. Harper Sha- or Harper.Shadrin Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I will put all of Harper's amazing links in the description part of this podcast. So if you want to hire her mm-hmm. to shoot your wedding or you Internet and your couple stuff, anything. I always have her come out every now and again and Cole and I will get together and do a little couple shoot, which is seriously so healing. Like if you are in it's a partnership, so much fun. if you are in a partnership and you just like, yeah, it, sh- it deepens your relationship to one another because you're both going out of your comfort zone and kind of being witnessed in like this awkward kind of silly, <laughs> playful place. And then Harper like really brings that energy of like, you're safe. It's okay if it looks silly because look how amazing it looks. Exactly. So then she shows you the picture and you're like, wow, we look amazing and crazy. So definitely hit my girl up. And just in this podcast, Men, we love you. I know Absolutely. I have men listeners. So, so grateful for the divine masculine men out there doing the work to make women feel safe and vice versa. I see you and I love you. And I know that not all male photographers are awful and bad and scary. It's so not true. We have so many friends that are incredible. So please don't take this that we're like coming after feminists like just shitting (laughs) on men because no, that is not what's happening here. We all rise together and yeah, just be mindful, be safe out there. We love you. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. It was such an honor to be able to record an episode in person again, and I can't wait to do more of these in the future. Please remember that you can head to the description part of this podcast to check out the links to Harper's websites and all of her photography offerings. And feel free to leave us a review if you enjoy these episodes. It really helps us spread the word to more peeps who may enjoy the podcast. So thank you all for being here. I love you so dearly. So honored to have your support. And I'll see you next time.